Good morning. In the absence of our beloved minister Paul, who is now on a well-deserved holiday break at home, I have put a few thoughts together for us this morning. When there is no one else, an elder has to stand in. You will miss Paul's excellent services and just now you will have to put up with me. We open this morning's service with the hymn What a Friend We Have in Jesus. In the midst of life, we are in death, is very poignant for me. 
I lost my sister in a road accident in 1976. I was driving. Nothing since has ever felt as bad as the memory of that beautiful sunny morning when tragedy struck. Exactly 40 years ago, my father died suddenly after 30 years ministry in the Mal Orma. In 1989, my wife Olive passed away after suffering for three years with breast cancer, when our children William and Stuart were nine and five years old. My mother passed away in 1991. Let us hear the words of the Gregorian chant. In the midst of life, we are in death. To whom may we look for help? But from you, Lord, who for our sins are justly depressed, displeased. Yet, Lord God most holy, Lord most mighty, holy and most merciful Saviour, deliver us from, or not into, the bitter pains of eternal death. This was sung at Queen Mary's funeral. You may look it up and listen on YouTube. Or listen on YouTube to the Latin version on the soundtrack of The Lion in Winter, arranged by John Barry. In the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, when there is so much more sorrow from such a horrendous increase to the number of deaths we would normally expect, we can truly say, in the midst of life, we are in death. Job was tested to the limit when he lost everything, including his children. His friends told him to curse God and die. But he never lost his faith in God, and in time God gave him more than he had before. In my circumstances, I thank God for Linda, who herself lost her husband Albert to cancer, and who has been the love of my life and the mainstay of our family. We, with Andrea, Philip, William and Stuart, have merged into one family. When Christ was crucified, the disciples were devastated. They were at a loss. They didn't know what to do or where to turn. Such a difference when on the third day he rose again, triumphant over death and the grave, and today is ascended into heaven at the Father's right hand, making intercession, praying for us. What a difference! We can now turn the words around and instead say, in the midst of death, there is life. Christ has told us in John 14 verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Again let, it, let us hear his words as we find them in John chapter 10. 
Verily, verily, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. I like target shooting. Point two two on an indoor range in Ellen. Very often I miss the mark. Those ten targets on A4 size paper, one shot on each, always aiming for the bull. This is the one target target where every shot was in the bull. Had I achieved perfection? No, because there is that little, little central dot in each bull, so easily missed. In life, we all miss the mark, no matter how close we come to it. None of us can attain perfection in this life, but God, through the finished work of Christ, 
offers it to us in the next. Yes, in this world, we are in the midst of death. This is the natural order, although we all try to avoid it, especially today. We can only thank our doctors, nurses and carers for the magnificent work they do to help us avoid it, even when it is at their own personal risk. And we pray for them all today. I pray for Philip, William, Rona and all who are working so hard on our behalf. However, although we try to avoid death, we cannot escape it. And it is to Christ we must look for that cure. He says in Revelation 3 verse 20, Here I am, I stand at the door, stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Listen to what Jesus teaches Nicodemus in John 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. 
But whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Yes, let us hope for a remedy for Corvid, COVID-19. But we pray that God will enable us to accept the remedy for sin that Christ is offering us now. The remedy that he paid for us at such a great price on the cross and his defeat of eternal death through his resurrection. Cleopas and his companion travelling in the road to Emmaus did not recognise Christ even when he walked and talked with them. We pray to God that he will help each one of us to recognise him and accept the salvation he offers. In the midst of life we are in death. With Christ in the midst of death, we are in life. Mark Oval will now lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are the everlasting God of hope, joy and light. Thank you for sending your Son to be the light of this world and for the gift of salvation to all mankind. We praise you and thank you for the gift of life, our families and homes, and for new beginnings. Thank you for all the people who make this church what it is today. Thank you for meeting our needs and for your many blessings. Thank you for our minister, and the message he brings of the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, hear our prayers. As we endure the longer nights through the cold winter months, and with the natural light in short supply, we ask, Father, that you help us to claim your promise of light in our lives, and to be an encouragement and inspiration to others especially to anyone who may be suffering from loss, discouragement, or loneliness. Lord, you are greater than anything they may be faced with. Help them to look to you first and always. Show off your light in their lives. We pray for those in our community struggling to make ends meet and for those suffering illness. Surround them with your love and fulfill all their needs. May they feel the joy and warmth of your love at this time. We pray for the people around the world suffering from various hardships, 
They are too much for individuals to bear alone. So we ask, Father, for your intervention to bring peace and harmony to the nations. May the governments work together to resolve the troubles people face with a peace and love that reflects the light of your Son. Give them hope, whatever they face. We thank you for your patience and mercy with us and ask that you help us all to claim the promises from your word that our faith in you may grow stronger and guide us in our journey to become more Christ-like. Help us to be more confident and radiant in our daily walk with you. Help us to arise and shine in our homes, at school, at work, or with friends. Hear our prayers, Lord, for we ask them all in Christ's precious name. Amen. Let us close our service today singing, Come Holy Ghost, our hearts inspire.
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.